So the wedding rings have been exchanged, you've tied the knot, and all those months of planning and anticipation have come and gone with your big day. Maybe part of you wishes you could go back and make that excitement last just a little bit longer. But what you're probably asking yourselves now is, what's next? How can we get that amazing life we have always dreamed of? And looking at the numbers on cdc.gov, with nearly 50% of marriages ending in divorce, and on Statistics Canada with divorce rates on the rise, the more important question is, how can we have a happy married life? Welcome to Happy Life, the newest podcast brought to you by INC Media that focuses on newlywed concerns. We tackle topics from marriage challenges to newlywed struggles and throw in some tips and advice. I'm your host, Myrtle Aligato. This past May, my husband Paul and I celebrated our 21st wedding anniversary, but we became boyfriend and girlfriend in 1995. Now, whether you're newlywed or have been married for some time, stay with us to find out what you can do so that all will go well in your marriage and in your life. Inspiration to make your marriage thrive, you're listening to Happy Life. So after the honeymoon, you and your spouse are now living under the same roof. And you're thinking, well, what's next? Let's hear from newlyweds Abigail and Kenneth, who have been married for a little over a year now. Welcome to Happy Life, Kenneth and Abby. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having us. Oh, it's great to have you here. So can you share how your first few months as a married couple went? How did it go? First few months? Okay, so first... Uh, let's go to our honeymoon. We took a three-day mini getaway to Whistler, which is here in British Columbia, Canada. Then a couple months later, we went to the Philippines because, you know, it's it's nice to get away just us uh, to relax and focus on each other. Oh, wow. Yeah, that sounds great. So, okay, you get back from your trip and then what happened? What sorts of adjustments took place? Yeah, in terms of dealing with adjustments, I'd say the biggest adjustment so far was when we moved in together into my parents' basement unit. Abigail's adjustment to the new living situation was more challenging because she definitely missed her parents and mm-hmm. her comfort zone. And what else, Abby? Like my uh, bedroom and all other familiar things. <laughs> well, yeah. that's understandable. So... How did the transition take place then? Yeah, I remember that in the first few months, she would always visit my in-laws at least three times a week after work. And so (laughs) sometimes I was home alone waiting for her until past 10 p.m. But, you know, I didn't complain much since she'd always bring back cooked meals from her mom. Of course. Wow, that is pretty late. But you know what? Home cooking is always nice. So... Kenneth, if you could just hold your thoughts for one minute, if you don't mind, because Abby, I want to ask you to try to explain why it was hard for you to transition to moving in with Kenneth. I mean, you just got married and you just got back from your honeymoon. So why were you feeling a little bit lonely? Can you try to explain? Ooh, okay. Yeah, um, it was hard because of me thinking of the what ifs. Um, It was a new environment for me living with my in-laws and 
you know, we might have different perspectives in some things. Unlike when I was with my parents and brother, I can say or do whatever I want because they know me well. So, so when I moved in, I would start thinking, what if I do this? What if I do that? Is it going to be okay with them or am I doing it right? There, there were worries like that in my head and that made me a bit lonely. Oh, so it kind of like you were second guessing yourself on certain things. Yes, but but actually, uh, fortunately, uh, I, as I see my in-laws every day, as I talk to them whenever there's a chance, I could say that my in-laws really made me feel welcome as a new member of the family. And I believe having the same faith definitely helped. Oh, that's awesome. So, okay, Kenneth, back to you now. So when you saw that Abby was having, you know, a hard time adjusting, was maybe a little bit homesick, how did you help her transition? And she said that your parents were very, you know, accommodating to her. So how did you help her transition? Yeah, first of all, as our as her husband, of course, I was concerned. I really wanted to make her feel more comfortable. So We talked about it and really tried to stay open to each other. And most importantly, we also prayed together. Can you maybe expand a little bit more on what your communication looked like? How did you comfort Abby through those adjustments when she felt homesick? Yes, there were times we communicated with words and also other times just by our actions. So let me try to explain this a little bit. With words, we try to speak in such a way that We express honestly what we feel or think about a certain issue, just like a straightforward, direct approach. Almost like when you talk with your best friend, there's no guessing or hesitation. Meanwhile, when we communicate through actions, usually it's because we've noticed each other's moods or expressions. For example, if Abigail is unusually quiet, then I know it usually means Mm -hmm. that something is bothering her. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. And then I respond first by maybe giving her a hug, making her feel more comfortable, and then I ask her what's on her mind. Oh, you know, that's great. It sounds like, you know, you're really in tune with each other's moods and you can adapt to one another. Yes. Oh, don't don't get me wrong. Um, at first, we had these embarrassing and awkward moments too, because <laughs> because you know we were together almost twenty four hours a day, right? So we got <laughs> to see each other's flaws and weird habits that we did not really show each other when we were still dating. And, right. Yeah, and and then there were times we would. We would have different opinions on matters in the home and other topics like that. Okay, so how did you deal with that? You know, what was your approach? Were you, like Kenneth said, you know, as if talking to your best friend, brutally honest with each other? Or did you have to choose your words carefully sometimes? (laughs) Yes. In the beginning, some things that would leave us both irritated were criticizing each other's driving skills or like buying stuff that isn't really needed. Like, for example, when Abby and I go shopping, whether it be food, groceries, or even clothing, um, just before before we leave the house, we already have like a a what to buy list in our minds or Uh sometimes write it down on a piece of paper. And then when we're at the store, all of a sudden we see the 50% off aisle or the buy one, get one (laughs) aisle. Yeah, savings. Well... 
Next thing we know it, we've bought more than more things than we've uh, we've actually really needed. I can relate. I can relate. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, after those experiences, we just try to remind each other that um, just gently remind each other. Maybe we don't need those things now, or maybe we can buy those in the future, or maybe though maybe there are some experiences or issues that gently reminding each other doesn't clearly work out, or if we really needed to talk things through, then Abby's been the the one who usually initiates the conversation. If for some reason she didn't feel like talking, but I could feel that she was really struggling with something then I would try to open up and start a conversation. It sounds like you're both taking turns initiating the conversation, and that's really awesome. Um, Earlier, Kenneth, you mentioned that you prayed together. What did you pray for specifically? Okay, um, so first of all, the, the reason we probably don't have big fights is because we talk openly with each other as Kenneth, mentioned a while ago um we we communicate and regarding our prayers uh we always include that may our almighty god strengthen our relationship to be loving caring loyal trustworthy faithful with each other and that god may guide us in all our decisions and goals in this life yes those are wonderful things to pray for And after hearing examples of these challenges newlyweds face, let's bring in a minister of the gospel in the Church of Christ, Brother Felmar Sereno. Hi, Brother Felmar, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, Sister Myrtle. Thank you for the warm welcome. I'm truly happy to be here. Really excited for our uh, one of our our latest podcasts uh, brought to you by the Church of Christ through INC Media. And hello, hello to everyone who's tuning in. Oh, thank you so much, Brother Felmar. We're happy that you were able to join us today. Now, for the married couples, especially the newlyweds who are tuning in and who may be going through the same types of struggles that Kenneth and Abby experienced, does the Bible have any advice for us? How do we tell our spouse we think they need to perhaps change some habits that bother us? And you know what we all really want to know? How can married couples be truly happy? So we have three questions here, right, Sister Myrtle? Yes, that's right. Okay. Well, the answer to your first question is a resounding yes. The Bible has plenty of advice for married couples. In fact, the truly essential and fundamental teachings and guidelines on marriage are in the Bible. Why? Because the Bible is the Word of God, and God is the one who instituted marriage. Let me skip to your third question before answering the second one. So your third question goes, how can married couples be truly happy? That's right. Let's all direct our attention, please, to what the Bible says here in the book of Psalms, chapter 128, verses 1 to 4, as rendered in the Good News translation. Happy are those who obey the Lord who live by His commands. Your work will provide for your needs. You will be happy and prosperous. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine in your home, and your children 
will be like young olive trees around your table. A man who obeys the Lord will surely be blessed like this. So, true happiness in marriage and in life isn't dependent on wealth or exotic vacations as what TV or other media portray at times. Rather, according to the Bible, it is those who fear God who have true happiness. How can you identify those who have holy fear of God? They have true respect, obedience, and submission to God and His ways. What can people who live this way expect? They will be happy, the Bible says. Their marriage will be happy, and their home will be happy. Why? Because they will surely be blessed by God. Therefore, we must allow God to be at the center of our life, and we must allow His teachings to be the foundation of our marriage. Now for your second question. If you could remind me, please, Sister Myrtle. Oh, it was, how do we tell our spouse we think they need to perhaps change some habits that bother us? Right. So, it goes without saying, when you go into marriage, many adjustments will happen. Right, Brother Kenneth and Sister Abby? Yes, it does, brother. (laughs) A lot, a lot, brother. All right. Now, let's remember, uh, brethren and our uh, friends who are tuning in, let's all remember, prior to marriage, you were living with your parents, maybe, or you were living on your own. And for so many years, you followed how your parents did things around the house, for example, or You followed your own method of getting through the day, developing your own habits along the way. But now you're living with your spouse, your God-given partner in life. Although physically two distinct human beings, but now through marriage, the two are one in the sight of God, as stated in the book of Mark chapter 10 verses 7 to 9. So not only because of your love for each other, but also because of our love for God and giving due reverence to holy matrimony, husband and wife have to cooperate and make the team-up work, ergo, adjustments. And yes, the adjustments can take years. And years and years. (laughs) And years and years, right, Sister Myrtle. So let's all be guided by additional uh, teachings coming from the Holy Scriptures when it comes to making those adjustments, uh, husband and wife, uh, as we go on in marriage, especially on the part of the newlyweds who are tuning in at this time. So let us listen to what is stated here in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, Verses 4 to 5 in the New International Version. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. 
It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. So, taking into consideration that the Bible teaches us to be patient, kind, don't be proud, don't dishonor or disrespect others. So applying this to marriage and our issue right now on making adjustments. So both the husband and wife should be willing to make adjustments in themselves and be willing to support their spouse in the adjustments that he or she is facing. But here's the important part. What is the foundation for making those adjustments, whether it be in our character, lifestyle, habits, making those adjustments as a married couple? So the foundation for making the latter should still be God's teachings, which are recorded in the Bible. Thank you so very much, Brother Falmar, for being with us today and for sharing with us those wonderful teachings and advice from the Bible. The honor is mine, Sister Myrtle. God bless to all. So, Kenneth and Abby, back to you and your experiences. Have you had any other situations or topics so far that, you know, you didn't exactly see eye to eye on? Uh, what else, Kenneth? Maybe the vision of chores and other responsibilities. Ooh, that's right. Though we live in the basement unit of my parents' place, we have to decide for ourselves now to, how to manage things. Well, that seems to be a popular one uh, amongst newlyweds trying to decide that. So you'll be happy to know we have a few tips that we found to share that we pulled from some sources. And here they are. So practical tips on division of chores. Number one is list your chores. Sounds easy enough, but sit together and make a list of chores that needs to be done, you know, daily, weekly, monthly, maybe even yearly, and just divide them. Number two, make chores proportional. Look at how much spare time you both have outside of work and divide the chores accordingly so that, you know, one won't end up having more leisure time than the other and Abby can't have a movie marathon while poor <laughs> Kenneth yeah. is vacuuming the whole house, you know. So, And then number three, take turns. So rather than trying to equally divide each chore every day, try taking turns. If there's a task you both loathe, alternate who does it, but, you know, make sure that the turns are fair. Better still, learn to love the task because it has to be done. So, Kenneth and Abby, believe it or not, we've come to our last question for today. Woo! Yes! <laughs> Are you ready for it? Yes, we're ready. You sound too happy that this is coming to an end. <laughs> All right. Well, the question is, are you happy? Yes, we are yes, happy. Yes, we... Wait, are we? <laughs> okay. Yeah, of, of course. We are happy. Um, although... We know there are still plenty of challenges that we have yet to face, but we are confident that with God's help, we will stay a content and happy married couple. And yes, we are happy, but we are still adjusting and improving our communication as we go on. We know marriage is a lifetime commitment. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Well, first of all, let me say a big thank you to Kenneth and Abby for joining us on the show today. Thank hey, you. thanks for having us. We had a great time. Yes, it's a pleasure. It's 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 happy to be here. 
Now to all of our listeners, especially all you newlyweds out there, if you noticed, Kenneth and Abby remarked that they are happy as husband and wife, but they also acknowledged that they are still adjusting to each other and improving their communication. And chances are, all you newlyweds are going through the same thing, which is why we're excited to invite you back for our next episode, which will actually start off a series about effective communication in marriage. So be sure to join us in our next episode as we educate ourselves on the importance of communication for newlyweds and touch on some of the challenges. Until then, you can visit incmedia.org to find more information on Christian relationships. We'd also appreciate your feedback about this new podcast of The Church of Christ. You can email them to info at incmedia.org with the subject, Happy Life. Feel free to also email us your questions about marriage, or even just to say hi. Well, that's all we have for you today. On behalf of everyone here at Happy Life, thank you all for tuning in. God bless to all the newlyweds out there.